You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. Well, I right that's how it all gets started here at the rusted nail speakeasy just one drink welcome to cross the line 1524 we're recording with a live audience as usual sit back relax and join Dwayne Bischoff Jeff Montag Ruben Hunt and myself Alan Stanger for the common man's podcast cross the line 1524 Well, you know, that theme music's only halfway right, because we're not at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. That's true. We're missing something. Yeah. So I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. We're missing Reuben Hunt. And before we introduce the next couple guys... Oh, look at that. You no need to ask They don't have a clue So raise your glass Take a sip with the bold brothers Now it's on with the show From the heart of central Kentucky The bourbon capital of the world It's two shots on a barrel So those of you who have listened to our podcast in the past We've referenced a, another podcast That started just about the same time ours did And it was called Two Shots in a Barrel down here in Kentucky. So we are at Dant Crossing down in bourbon country. And sitting across from us, we have the Bow Brothers. Guys. What's up, fellas? Man, oh man, how cool is that? <laughs> Who would have thought we'd been sit, sitting across from each other? You know, you know? what? I'm going to have to leave because the real celebrity didn't come down with you guys. What's his name? Uh, Ruben. 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 Yeah, yeah, Ruben's big time and he didn't even show up. You so know what? That's kind of crazy. What's well, funny is you're sitting in his seat. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, well, watch Ruben. it. We, we usually loosen the screws up on his chair so you, you, you fall. Uh, <laughs> see, that would be perfect. Perfect. So, hey, hey. Ruben. We miss you, buddy. Absolutely. And I got to tell you, I'm impressed, man. You play the, the intro music. Hey. I mean, come on. Hey, you got to do it right. That's, That's first perfect. class operation. Man, I mean, right how here. often do podcasters get to interview each other? I know. And, and let me tell you how weird it is. You know, uh, you're coming in without show prep and we're like, oh, they're going to drill us. They're going to get us good. Man, y'all are sharp. You're all wearing cool shirts. Mm-hmm. And here we are just a sweaty mess. Uh, uh, coming in here, but I, you're, can, you're, I can tell you guys are a lot more professional than we are. Oh yes, definitely. Uh, no, you, <laughs> you, you know what? You haven't this listened to a, all our podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is called a good, sh- good showing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, look good, guys. We have look a good, good time. Yeah. We have Absolutely. a good time. So talk about. You know, it's funny because we started our podcast in May, I guess, of 2020, and yeah. you guys started just a little bit after that. Uh, and the way I found you is we had come down here actually and interviewed. Uh, the owner of uh, the Jailer's Inn. So, Paul McCoy. Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'll see if anybody else has done that. So I put that in, you know, search for it, and you guys came up. And it was just like, cool. Then you guys, entered, you know, did some stuff on hemp, and we had just done an interview with a guy on hemp. So Sweet. It's kind of neat to, to watch how both podcasts have grown uh, to many different countries, many different states and listeners. It's isn't awesome. It, isn't it cool, man, to, to just be a really a – a common man that's what you know exactly. and just and, and then people why are people listening to us what why us and it's because we're just normal people 
That's right. With with something to say, and it's just neat for me. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. So our listeners are they know who we all are. So why don't you each talk a little bit about yourself? What got what you do? How you got in podcasting? Wait, and, wait, 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 wait. We got nope. a problem here, Alan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> what's sitting in the middle of the oh, table? Oh, that's here? what's wrong. And that's what's, what's wrong. sitting. In, I see him <laughs> sipping on the ice water. Yes, it's so good. we've got a problem. Yes. That's some great ice too. By the way. <laughs> so well, you mentioned briefly we're at Dant Crossing. So there's a new distillery opening here. Um, the Dant family's opening a distillery down here, a Logstill Distillery, and their uh, brand of bourbon is Monk's Road. So we've got a barrel pick here of Monk's Road. And this is our virgin This is our virgin, virgin experience, experience with, with Monk's, Monk's Road. Road. So you are never gonna be the same after this. This is some good stuff, boys. So before we get too far along, yeah, we gotta get a little little something in the glass in front of us, or there'll be no reason to take a break. Breaks? What are breaks? I, I'm excited. I, I you know, not only the intro music, J Bo, we also are partake, partaking in Monk's Road. I mean, this is, uh, this is awesome. I love you all's, uh, what you got going on here. Oh, it's just like you guys. I mean, we look forward to your podcast, you know, as soon as it comes out. And it's like, I, I kind of follow you ahead of time. I know you're recording with this person or yeah, this yeah. person. And, and, and like us, we have a couple podcasts in the uh, closet, I guess I'll say, that, you know, ahead of time. So we're three or four ahead. That's and, awesome. So it's uh, all good. So let's let's – what – Tell us what you know about Monk's Road Bourbon. Go ahead, buddy. You're you're well versed in this. Well, I do know that it uh, is outstanding. Uh, you know, I I, I sort of um, have yeah, learned. Cheers, so I got to tell you, I got to tell you about how Jabo enjoys his bourbon. You know, it's all about you know, and we've talked about this so many times. People mm-hmm. say I taste this and I taste that. Jabo and I just drink it, and we either like it or we don't. And I can tell right. you, Monk's Road is outstanding. It's a six-year-old. It uh, is is much like the heritage that is the Dant family. And so it's the, the first bourbon that they have uh, put out. Uh, the shirts that we are wearing today, Rattle and Snap, will be coming out probably later on uh, in the summer. But it, it's, just a, it's just a darn good bourbon. Well, we're going to find out right now. Cheers, brothers. Cheers. Oh, it's good. Ah, yes. Refreshing. Very smooth. Very smooth. See, and I'm a little like you, too. I either like it or I don't. Yeah. I do. I'm starting to be the more of a connoisseur. Alan's wife is teaching us. She's yeah. the smarter <laughs> one of us all. But, I mean, I'm starting to notice more, but I'm kind of the same thing. I either smell it, taste it, like yeah. it, or... Yeah, move on. I have so. a real. I'm real uncomfortable talking with uh, people in public wanting to, to know if I smell nuts. And and so I, <laughs> I'm like, I, I can't. I don't want to talk to you about this. I don't smell berries, especially don't smell nuts. And uh, what else? Uh, caramel yeah. and all that other. I don't Vanilla, taste. It. Yeah, uh, Jabo, yeah. you drink it for the burn, and that's it. I drink it for the burn, and it really, really uh, is one of my favorites. Yeah, and and one of the coolest things in an earlier podcast we had. Longtime master distiller Steve Nally, who spent so many years with Maker's Mark as a master distiller there, and later opened up a distillery in Wyoming, the first distillery that was opened in Wyoming, and then later came back out of retirement to Bardstown Bourbon Company. And so we're having, we're, we're just having a sit down and talking to him, and we're like, you know, tell us how do you enjoy bourbon? And it was the same thing. It was like, at the time, I was kind of laughing at Jabo because he would say, "I don't, you know, I don't taste any of these things." And and Steve Nally hears this historic master distiller, and he's like, "I either like it or I don't." Right. So we learned something. We were over at uh, 
did a, but we, yeah, we came, we came down with a group that owns uh, several liquor stores to do barrel picks. So mm-hmm. we ended up over at Limestone to do a Yellowstone barrel pick. So Good choice. So Mr. Steve uh, Fonte, Fonte uh, <laughs> took us through and did the barrel pick with us. And so he says hello because I, I let he, him know we were hooking up with you guys. He is our favorite. But he taught us something a little different, and that's when you're smelling the bourbons, Smell it with each nostril, not just with both at the same time. And it's amazing the different, because each side of your brain, of course, thinks a little different. You know, one side mine thinks right, the other one thinks left. And when you smell that bourbon, you get two different flavors off of that. That was amazing. I was born without something (laughs) to get that to happen. I was was thinking, it's like, J-Bo, we could could completely... like stop up our nostrils and we're still not going to be able to do that. I think we had the same conversation with Fonte because, and then it got me all choked up by trying to breathe and drink at the same time. I don't know. You're supposed to smell with your mouth open too. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Because it'll change. That's it. I tell you, the couple of tastings we've done this weekend is I've learned that. And, you know, you open your mouth slightly and as you smell and it changes the smell of the bourbon. So it's, we're, we're becoming more uh, refined. Hey, we we're getting fancy is what's happening. Yeah, getting so fancy. When you guys started your podcast, mm-hmm. and for our listeners, they're 99.9% of what they talk about is bourbon. You guys really didn't know a whole lot. You were starting out as infants in the bourbon. It's uh, true. As, true. As, as, as tasters, consumers, and you were, you were learning about it as you went on. We, we knew enough to, about it to get drunk at a party. That's yeah. about all we knew about it. It yeah. was fun to drink it. You knew where to find it. We knew where to go and buy it. <laughs> and uh, we knew just enough to get in trouble. But once you dive into it and see the process behind it, it really is, it takes you to amazing places. And uh, as right here at uh, the dance crossing with you guys, I mean, right. we, I, I, we were talking the other day how, man, this podcast and bourbon has taken us places we never thought. Right. So right. it's it's really, really cool thing. Still learning. Yeah. For for me, I was always a cigar guy and enjoyed premium cigars. And so, um, you know, with J-Bo, honestly, he, he was a little more of a bourbon guy than, mm. look at this, Alan Stinger. Mm-hmm. You are talking our game. What here. happened here? You are the man. Good. Hey, got to take Jeez care of Louise. Yes. That's why he gets paid three times as much as the rest <laughs> of us. That's why. Dude, thank you so much. You're what, welcome. What You're a welcome. Beautiful cigar. But so, no, I, you know, I was a cigar guy. I really didn't drink a lot of bourbon. I, I understood the, the, the history and the tradition of bourbon, but I didn't really drink a lot of bourbon. Uh, I was more of a craft beer, you know, kind of guy. J-Bo is not a beer kind of guy. So when mm-hmm. we started Two Shots, um, you know, it, it's one of those things that honestly, as I, as, as I got to talking to some of our guests... I realized just how similar the production of bourbon and the production of cigars truly are. And I was like, this is cool. I think I can really get into this. And so I, I really enjoy, you know, before like J-Bo was talking about, you know, you, you drink bourbon just for the buzz or the burn or whatever. Now you drink it like I do, uh, like I smoke a cigar to enjoy, enjoy it. it. Right, you right. know, and there's just a, you know, you realize just what goes in to making a quality bourbon. And there's a good pairing between a quality bourbon and a quality, a quality cigar. cigar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it's, it's all good. So we, before we poured the Monk's Road, we were going to each of you talk a little bit about yourselves, 
how you I, got where you're at and all I'm that pre- kind I'm of pretty, stuff. I'm pretty worthless, to be honest. I don't have much to say about myself. But, I mean, it, this is this is the big banker guy. I'll let you start things off and uh, listen to him I, all I, about I, it. I mean, I'm just, a, I'm just a guy. I've been a banker for like 30 years. I've always wanted to be... Uh, I, I like the the radio DJ kind of bug bit me like when I was a kid, and I've told this story many times. I grew up wanting to be a radio DJ, and out of Louisville, the big radio markets in Louisville, the country stations like WAMZ and these places, Coyote Calhoun, which was a long-standing right. DJ in Louisville, Bobby Jack Murphy, all of these guys were my heroes. Uh, I listened. I would sit by the radio and listen to uh, to baseball games. Uh, I would listen to Marty Brenneman and Joe Nuxall, and, and of oh. course, and of course, Kentucky basketball games, Kaywood Ledford, and and those guys. So, uh, but I realized early on when I sent a demo tape to our local uh, radio station, he sucked. Uh, God, he sucked. God <laughs> love JT Whitlock. It was the best tape ever, and 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 I. Didn't Your mama even, told you that, yeah. didn't she? Yes, she did. <laughs> and I didn't even get a sniff of an offer. And I said, okay, we got to do something different. And to injury, to you know, to the insult, my kid brother, who was big into speech and drama, gets hired a couple of years later. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I ended up being a banker for 30 years. But uh, anyhow, I had the opportunity to, uh, to get back and do some radio on the side. Jaybo is uh, Mr. Mom and got bored during COVID and said, let's do a podcast. And uh, he stayed on me and stayed on me and drove me nuts until finally we, 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 we got a podcast. And so, uh, but anyway, I'm a banker. I'm a father. Uh, um, three lovely kids, 22, 19, 15, a beautiful bride that will uh, be here tonight supporting me at, uh, at Dan Crossing. Yeah. And, and thanks, Jabo, for no the problem, sound effects. No there. So, um, yeah, I, I'm. I... <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, the reason why he hangs around me so much is because I, I was in radio in that big market in Louisville, uh, and I was uh, competing against Cowdy Calhoun uh, on uh, a, a station called The Hawk. I was with the Bandy and Bailey show, fresh out of high school, and uh, took that as far as we could go. and uh stations got sold blah 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 and then i just went into mobile djing forever been doing that for 20 something years and then i got into uh uh booking uh concerts and uh, did that for a while and uh then uh i said jim can we please just try this podcast thing out he didn't know what a podcast was to be honest i really didn't know what a podcast was but we needed to do something to get out of the house right right and uh he was he still does a sunday morning harvest show every sunday morning actually uh, i listen to it every now and then because you can get it online yeah yeah yeah. so it's a it's a very popular show can't believe you left that out man there's you're gonna make people mad because you left that out that's terrible well you know what the night's young here. There you go. I know you got some place to go in just a little bit. Oh, yes, but it's cooler in here. Yeah, it is. It is we yeah. were going to do it out there on the patio. We walked out there, and I'm like, nope. Nope. No, no way. way. I, th- I think you made the right choice. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying the the air yes. conditioner while it lasts. Definitely, definitely. But, yeah, man, we've been in the, into a little bit of everything, and now I have a, a, a son and daughter married as well, and... Um, yeah, so we're just rock and rolling, man. And listen to you guys. We listen to you again on the way here. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, you got to listen to some of a raccoon uh, yes. policies, I guess. <laughs> yes, yes, and then we tuned into your radio station. Yeah, Hometown Radio That's USA. Right. We did. Yeah. We did. So I actually learned something. I, I, I was looking at your all's reviews and was talking about how somebody had made mention uh, that they always learn something when they listen to your all's podcast. I learned that you can politically correct here euthanize raccoons in indiana absolutely yes in fact i did not know that it's actually recommended it's recommended if you catch them in a trap that you euthanize them i don't want to get you guys in trouble again here oh no we're good (laughs) yeah so it was amazing we did a pot you know you heard the second i don't know if you heard the podcast prior to that uh but six of them i they got into my chicken house and got one of my hens and so six coons later we talk about it and uh i had several comments uh, you know J- jabo has a similar story uh Uh-oh. involving turtles jabo <laughs> you, you remember this i forgot about that turtles that, my son somebody gave us a turtle it was a turtle on a road somebody yeah. found a turtle on a road near on the highway and mm-hmm. and they knew that my son salem wanted a turtle so like they were doing the right thing well they thought they were doing the right thing by saving a turtle and I had no idea what a, a, the turtles were, what their names are, whatever, whatever. So I put it on. I went to a Facebook group. Said, "Hey guys, <laughs> that was a wrong decision." There you hey go. guys, well, I just like to know. You know, this turtle was saved out of the road and given to us. You know, we just want to know what kind it is. Right. Wow. <laughs> wow. I was called a poacher. I was called everything, yeah. and I'm like, look. There's too many Karens in the world. Oh, Karens like crazy. <laughs> Thought you just stole somebody's child. <laughs> yes, I'm like, look, we didn't say we're keeping the turtle. We're just asking them, what, what is to, it? I'm trying to educate my son on what kind of turtle it is. And, and, and if, what you should do for it and help yes. take care yeah. of it. And if I don't know what kind it is, if I throw it in the pond, is it going to live? You know, <laughs> Talk to me here. No, they just... They, they mean, were ready to hang they, you up. They sent me emails so, saying, we, we see that you live in Kentucky. We, they were tracking me down. So <laughs> oh here you go. Yeah. I'm going to take, take the heat off of you. Where we come from in Indiana, you know what we do with turtles? I hope you eat them. We I'd eat love, them. Yeah. Yes. Turtle soup. Turtle yes, soup. But good. don't go to that Facebook page and tell <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please. Please don't. Because oh. they were, turtle lovers are mean. Mean people, and, and now you're gonna have. Oh, I'm done. You're gonna have. Yeah, yeah but you're gonna have these guys. You know, it was raccoons one week, and the next week <laughs> yeah, it's turtles. turtles. Who's the guy that likes it? That turtle man. Oh. Yeah. Actually, we're friends with Turtle Man. He, yeah, right. I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah We've so. had the, the Turtle Man on one of our shows. Absolutely, the funniest dude you've ever met in your life. Yes, yes. Uh, we talked about. Well, he gave us a, a set of rules when he came in. He's like, "Look, we can't talk about deer hunting." Because of the same issues you're having with raccoons. Right. right. He's, and he said, please, let's, I don't want to get in trouble again. I said, okay. Well, the first thing he does, he dives into deer hunting. <laughs> and he talks about whatever you do, whatever you do, don't put deer urine in your pocket. Don't come and hump you. And I'm like, what is happening? What is happening? Oh, my God. So he set you up. Yeah, he set me up. So It was so funny. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. We, oh. we knew him before he made it to, you know, big right, time. And, right. And to where he is now, and he's just the same old, same old. Yeah, he really guy. is. Good old Ernie Brown. Yeah, that's cool. Good yeah. stuff. Cool. So, I mean, you've learned a lot along the way about Perkman. So, I'll be honest. When I first I listened to your first couple podcasts, I'm like, they don't know what the no heck they're talking about mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. But by about, but what was great is you said that he said we don't know what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. We're learning along the way. Yep. And that, so what? What's probably what would you say is a number one thing you've learned about bourbon? 
Go ahead. What the heck? You always look at me to answer yeah, the hard questions. You're the brains, I guess. You're the brains. Yeah, you must be. You push the, the looks. He's the looks. You're the brains. That's right. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I guess what it's the number one thing that I've learned about bourbon. I know uh, I drink a heck of a lot more bourbon now than I used to. Hey, do you mind if I top? My, top I was going to oh, say you're a little low there, buddy. Yes, sir. Um, you know, again, I never thought that I would uh, in, in just enjoy, you know, drinking bourbon. And I, I don't want this to come across, J-Bo, that you've made me into an alcoholic because I'm not. But I do enjoy it. And, and I think just, you know, what all goes into the process to end up with, with what is a finished product. The other thing that I've learned, and, and I think this is a myth that's out there a lot of people a lot of people believe you have to spend a lot of money on a good bourbon and some of the guests that we've had on have reinforced the fact that you do not have to do that uh you know one of the guys was andrew webrink who is really um he works for independent state company he is in their research and development department and that's one of the things that he kept on reinforcing is is talking about just some quality bottom shelf bourbons that are out there and, and you know for a lot of people out there they're like oh, i've got to go out and get the pappies or i've got to get the blantons or whatever you know it, it, and so now i find myself i'm going to that bottom shelf a lot of times yeah pappies and blantons good don't get me wrong but not all of us can afford that kind of stuff right. yeah you can afford the entire bottom shelf and part of the exactly. second shelf before you can afford the one exactly. bottle of right. exactly so I mean, what was that uh, $12 bourbon that he, how, mellow, it's not mellow. Yeah, it was uh, mellow corn or yeah, something. mellow corn. I mean. It was like, I, I mean, I think you can get it for like an eight bucks or yeah, something. Yeah, and it was like, well, I don't hate that. It's not Well, bad. we've also some, had some very high dollar bourbons that quite honestly. I'm with you. We, we, poured, you, poured, we, paint we poured one down. Uh, well, yeah. we poured one down the yeah. drain. Yeah. 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 Ruben, yeah. Ruben bought one. Was, we can't. We were trying to think tag of the name on of you, it. Ruben. Yeah. Come on, Ruby. Well, he brought it in. He's like, "Oh man, guys, I've heard all this, this is great. I just got this bottle." Yeah. And he brings it. And he takes the first drink and literally just went over to sink and wow, it was bad. You know, it was it was the kind of stuff you couldn't even mix and make it. Really? Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was, nah, it was that is terrible. Yeah, usually you get a bad bottle, you can mix it and get rid of it <laughs> yeah. and not waste it. But no, he dumped it down the sink. Oh, that's terrible. Like, that's. We've, we've had a bottle or two of that. Uh, I won't mention names, but it had chocolate barley in it, and it, it messed my life up for a little bit. I, I couldn't handle <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure chocolate and bourbon are chocolate. necessarily meant to go together. It, it hurt. It hurt. Well, that's and, no and, good. And when you're no drinking good. it in a podcast, you've got to swallow it. <laughs> it's the person who brought it right in front of me. But with that said, J-Bo does much better with chocolate bourbon than he does coffee. Oh, my gosh. You can't uh, do coffee. Not a coffee drinker. coffee. I mean, I can I can <laughs> suck that stuff down. Jabo no starts uh, like going in convulsions after he's had coffee. We, we uh. had some of our dear friends owns a coffee a business in Lebanon, and they came in and they were teaching us how to drink coffee. It's just like bourbon. Yeah. How to drink, how to swirl it, how to smell it. And I had so much coffee that day during that show that we had to do another podcast afterwards and he left and my hands were shaking i could not yeah. stop shaking and my heart was racing i said jim i might have to go to the hospital man i can't stop I, I don't like this man and i drink caffeine all the time but it's just whatever crack they had in that coffee messed my life up and so i haven't touched it since i'm like i'm out there's no way 
So one of the things we've learned doing a podcast, and I think you guys have too, is you, it opens up the doors for you to meet so many different people, mm-hmm. different walks of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to, who's, to, who's some of the people that you've met through the podcast that, I mean, what's well, amazing for us, we meet them and then they become friends. It's yeah. been oh, yeah. pretty, pretty amazing. I, I think one of the coolest things we've done is with uh, Denny Potter at Maker's Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denny's a, a unique individual. He, he, he's not highfalutin. He mm-hmm. is just as normal as you and I, and he takes you under his wing, and he takes you places at Maker's Mark that not many people get to go. And I tell the story all the time that uh, we were sitting at the table at this conference room, a really old table, really old chairs, and I'm like, man, we, we got to be careful not to scratch this up. This is antique stuff. And then he comes in, and we talk, and he's like, he, he told Jim, he said, Jim, you know who's sitting in that chair right there, that same exact chair? And he pointed up to the ceiling, or not ceiling, but the wall, and there's pictures everywhere. And there's pictures of Colonel Sanders sitting in these same chairs at that same table, presidents, uh, anybody who's anybody sit at that table. And right. I'm like, how in the heck are we <laughs> sitting at this table with some of these names? Colonel Sanders. I mean, come on. Uh, so that, for me, was my favorite. I, I, I'm pretty sure that was... We would have never made it there if we weren't in a podcast right, in the bourbon right. business. So, what about you? As far as uh, some guests, you know, you have to probably go to the uh, cornbread mafia guys. Yeah, oh yeah, we really yeah. enjoy this. Yeah, we've enjoyed this. Yeah, those were you know as as I was you know a teenager or younger when when all of this was going on, and so you would you would kind of hear these stories, and as you got older and and you know it become more and more a, a pretty much a nationwide story and then you hear about Johnny Boone and Johnny being this most wanted fugitive and and all of these stories that you hear about these guys and I I'll, I'll never forget one of the uh, Bobby Joe Shoemaker uh and I told him this I said you know I was scared to death of you before we went down there and and started talking to him and and so when those guys are as good of guys as you will find anywhere. And so to have the opportunity to dispel a myth right. that, uh, you know, about those guys and be able to sit across and, and, and you know, eat a, a, a good old Bicket homemade um, Angus burger oh, uh, with, with, with these guys, it, it was really something that uh, I'll, I'll never, I'll never forget. I wouldn't have had that opportunity right. to do that had it not been for, J-Bo driving me nuts about a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And, and what was funny is during those podcasts, we had hemp hanging over us. We had hemp. We were pretty much leaning on bags of hemp. And one of them said, you know, that's real marijuana, don't you? And he's like, Jim's like, oh, my gosh, is it really? <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't, really I, I didn't tell. know. You yeah, can't, really tell. You can't tell. It's no. all in the chemistry. Yeah. It's yeah, all in the so DNA. Right. So, uh, I mean, it was, it was, it was uh, you know, cool. as soon as it was funny because uh, Jimmy Bickett, uh, one of the, the Bickett brothers, uh, was there as we got out of the car to meet us, and uh, man, I mean, you could smell the the aroma <laughs> the of hemp, yeah. uh, of the hemp, and so my first thought was, oh, Jimmy's been having some fun today because he's right there at the car. I'm like, he's been a little smoking a little something right. other today. What well, was the hemp? Yeah, it all right. smells. Sun- yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And what's cool about it? They're having a hemp fest out there. Uh, September 11th so if you guys want to go out there and meet all of them they will all be Johnny Boone will be there so, so September 11th this right. year is 
every year we have at our place a gator fry. I was just mm. telling Jim about So, that. unfortunately, I, we were, I was going to ask you guys to come up, but it's the same. You're emceeing that thing, too, we're, aren't you? We're emceeing that during the day, and then we're running here that night and ah, doing the show here. So good it's, deal, yeah. So, yeah, we do our gator fry September 11th. So okay, cool. We'll be frying gator, frog legs, fish, uh, chicken. All my favorites. Raccoon, like, raccoon? No, I'm just kidding about the raccoon. <laughs> mystery meat. There will be some mystery meat. There may so be turtles there. There may be. There's, mystery, there's a mystery meat every year. Yeah, so That's awesome. We're going to have to get to that one time. We will. Absolutely. So Definitely. what's amazing about the, the whole cornbread mafia thing, those guys, they spent 25, 30 years in jail for something that's legal now in most yep, states. Yeah. A lot of states. And yeah. we um, asked them. We asked them about that. Are you bitter? And they said... No, we're just we're just glad we survived. Right. So it wasn't legal then, but right. the way I mean, if, once you listen to their story, I mean, it was really the federal government that I mean it, changed the rules. It, of the it's game. not like yes. right. a little bit, and, uh, you know, doing coke or anything. Well, well, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was they changed the game just so they could catch them. Right. right. Growing something that, quite honestly, God put on this earth it was right. a natural yeah. product. So, yeah. yeah. It's. Uh, I would be bitter. I would be better. Yeah. I, I know they're they're taking the high road. Yeah, I think they're just taking. They, what, what else at this point in their life are they going to do? Right, exactly. They're they're able to come back out. You know, they're they're doing the CBD stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well, they, and writing books and you know they're doing good. They're doing okay. They use it to their benefit now. I mean, yeah. and, you know, don't yeah, like you said, don't be bitter about it because then it just makes you bitter in life and you won't you won't succeed. Exactly. But here's what the life dealt me. Now I'm going to use it to my benefit. Right. And. and Excel with it, and yeah, so it's kind of interesting not? that everything they learned back before then they're using now yeah. legally, yeah, to make a living and make a good living and help help other people with their right. CBD products and, it's, it's and stuff like that. But I think for our listeners that aren't familiar with that particular story, it's just a it's just a very interesting story, you know. There's a few of us that like those crime stories, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So it's just a very interesting story if you're into that stuff to to go back. And I know they've there's some books uh, they've written mm-hmm. some books now to kind of basically and, lay out that whole what happened and 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 the process and how it became a federal offense as opposed to prior. Yeah, and that's that's when they really got into. Big More problems. books are in the works. Yeah. So for our listeners, uh, you can look up, get on the internet, look up the Cornbread Mafia. Yeah. That'll probably get you just about everything you need to know. That's right. And if you want their products, it's BicketandBoon.com exactly. if you want to go to their website and buy their, their oils and whatever else they have out there, T-shirts. So I, I, I'm a, I've been using CBD for a while now, and I'm a firm believer in it. So. Mm-hmm. My wife used it for pain in her knee, and... I mean, it gets her by, and it's a great product, and there's no side effects. I mean, no. that's the good thing. It's just it's instant relief for her, and you know, whatever works. Hey, right it's, now. it's from a plant. Put right. it on. That's yeah. right. That's good stuff. That's right. The bourbon has a similar effect for me, Jabo. Well, it, you know, CBD oil doesn't uh, put me under <laughs> quite as fast as uh, bourbon does. So, well, this Monk's Road is it's going down smooth. It's smooth. I got to tell you, this it is, is, it is very smooth. I thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, we're going to take a bottle back to our truck behind the stage, and uh, <laughs> so when we get that little thirsty, thirsty, thing is there going, is there not any in the green room? Do we? There do we, might be. I, we're, it's too fancy for us, man. We got to throw some stuff in the truck, so. <laughs> Kind of keep it real. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah, he goodness. said, you bringing anything to the show? I'm like, yes, yes. I have waters. I have uh, some teas. I have 
And then he stopped me and said, do you have bourbon? I said, I'm not bringing another product on. Yeah, he, was, he was telling me all these other things. I got water. I got Sprite. I got tea. I got, you got any liquor? <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny. So we were going to pick up a bottle in town on Monk's Road. Well, we forgot all about it. You know. Right. Then we're here and we got some other bottles of other things. I'm like, we're not going to sit here at Dan Crossing, right. do a podcast, and drink anything but Monk's Road. That's, that's the way I feel, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just really good stuff. I'm thoroughly impressed with their product. And uh, if you haven't tried their gin yet, the gin is selling, I think they said, faster than the bourbon right now. So wow. Yeah, really and, and we talked to Wally, and, and he could not believe the response. And a lot of it is, is in bars where the bartenders absolutely love, and it's, it's the dry gin, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they absolutely love it. So they, they push it, and, that, and they, I mean, that's, and what, yeah. that's what it takes. Yeah, and so... One thing about gin, though, it's only age six months, yep. so it's something you can put out right. constantly, and, and, you know, six years here, right. six months, and uh, with right. it selling that much, man, they, that's a good thing. Well, it helps pay the bills. Yes, yes. Exactly. I mean, they, yes. If for, they've got a beautiful facility here just getting going i mean there's a few things done that are very nice but there's so much more you know coming in the future that you know we're hoping the restaurant they're talking i guess springs early summer next year will be open um and we were talking to some police we were at the um barrels this morning the cooper kentucky cooper, oh, kentucky cooper there, yeah. yeah and we were talking to a gentleman there and talking where we were standing and, and we were talking about like you know this is going to be a destination yeah. this isn't this isn't your typical distillery you know this is where you know like we were talking we come down here on a for us we're two couple hours away leave friday morning be here friday afternoon be here friday night spend friday saturday night here maybe pick up a concert the restaurant be open have dinner and not leave you know the house yeah. here and just just a, a nice quick close to home relaxing weekend and and have a That's nice killer. place to just you know chill out for a little bit did you talk to pat it was pat his name yes pat, yes yeah he, pat's yep. our buddy he's, yeah. he's a good guy yeah he's uh, very good he's a a former ups he retired yeah. from ups yeah. and now he's doing this uh, he actually took his daughter's job and oh. uh, ann uh ann's job and she's working inside now but that place is killer yeah that is amazing if you're ever if you're really ever in, if you're ever in town you have to go to where bourbon starts, and that's right there where they make the barrels. Right, yep. and it's amazing to see where you know all the different bourbons use their barrels. I yeah. mean, it's all over, and it's just not bourbon barrels. And you know they use them for other products as well. So it's amazing to see. About uh, a mile away from there, going into town, and I didn't know this for years, but we have another uh, place that makes barrels. It's called Canton Cooperage. And they make wine barrels. They make uh, high-end bourbon barrels. And uh, they hooked us up with a... Do you remember how big that barrel is we're getting? It's... Uh, 500... Something like so that. Yeah, it's like yeah. two grown men can stand inside it. Wow. Uh, and, and they sell a lot of them for people, to, for hot tubs. That's how big they are. So they're hooking <laughs> yeah, us up. And you guys interviewed some people from there on yes. your podcast. Yes. I, re- that, I really enjoyed that podcast. That it was, was so informative. just blew my mind. I didn't even know it was in my own hometown. Exactly. exactly. So uh, Canton's is, is an amazing place. They make amazing barrels. So next time you come into town, give them a call. We'll, we'll have to check we'll that one out. That's for uh, Melanie. She'll take care of it. I was going to say, that's the one where the ladies run in the place now. Yes, yeah, she's, she's the first female, uh, I don't know her job title, but first one that's ever boss. had that. Yeah, boss. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, cool. Cool. Let's see. So we've we've uh, alluded a little bit to what you guys got going on this evening. 
what's going on next weekend. You guys are involved in that too, right? So why don't you yeah. uh, why don't yeah. you kind of fill us in a little bit more in detail what that what that's about? Yeah. So so one of the cool things that uh, that the Dant family you, you guys kind of talked about it. I mean, this is it's funny. Jabo and I were talking about this today. You know, the daunting task of starting a distillery would be enormous enough, right? But instead of just doing a distillery and ending there, Wally Dant and the Dant family, his cousins Charles and Lynn, are building this resort, if yeah. you will. Yeah. And so as a part of, uh, of that, um, tonight opens uh, the amphitheater, affectionately known as the Amp at Dant Crossing. And so... One of the cool things that, uh, that J-Bo and I had was the opportunity to get to know Wally. And uh, he, was, he was on our podcast. And so we kiddingly, you know, this guy, you know, we put him on the spot, honestly. Uh, I wear him out. We, we put him on the spot. And we said, look, you know, you get this amphitheater going. We're going to be your MC guys, right? He's like, of course, you know, and so uh, you're thinking jokingly. Yeah, yeah, we're like, you know, and 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 so, um, uh, so so anyway, uh, and we stayed in touch with him and and just kind of followed along the progress of of Dant Crossing, and so the next thing you know, it's like, here we are. Yeah, it's and cool. So we're gonna be. Until they say we can't, we're going to be the MCs at the Amp at Dan Crossing. That's cool. Uh, for awesome. for That's every crazy. concert, um, every Friday and Saturday. Yeah, uh, we, October, we we just get a maybe I don't know. Yeah, we just we just get a hang. You know, we get to go out and do our normal goofy stuff, and then we just get to hang out and and talk to people, and. Just have fun, Just man. have fun. Gets no better. Yeah. Gets no better. And uh, we, we have full access to come out here and fish anytime as, as well as you guys do. If you want to bring some kids down and fish, uh, he's stocked it, and he's going to stock it again. And he wants kids here. So that was a big selling point for me. Oh, yeah. I can uh, go to concerts. And uh, it, Wally is texting us as we speak, so it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Tell him to come on we over. We did. We told him. Yeah. Uh, I think his thing was he's showering. They're both showering, but not together. That's what he said. Yeah, so, so, so J-Bo would ask Charles, and, and obviously, you know, okay, they've got a, their, first, bit, their, yeah, their first concert yeah. tonight. So Charles, uh, on the way over, we had mentioned to Charles, hey, we're, 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 we're hanging out with some guys from uh, Indiana. They, they do a great podcast. And he's like, okay, well, I've got a few things I'm working on. I'll try to get over there. So Wally had just tried to call me a minute ago and was asking, you know, what, what are you guys doing? And I was telling him. And he's like, are we supposed to be there? And I was like, <laughs> yes, come yes, on, come yes. on, come on over. I come mean, on. that's that's cool. And that's when he came back and yeah. he, he said, uh, apparently he and Charles are showering separately. <laughs> so we have, we have we're, we're probably fired after telling yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're toast. You know, for the right amount of bourbon, I'm, I can edit that. You know? <laughs> the former MCs yeah. of uh, yeah. Dan Crossing. We made one show, Jim, yeah. one show. Yeah. <laughs> New MCs we didn't even make one, We didn't even make one so, uh, show, depending on when Alan puts us out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I'm going to try to put it out uh, this week, so Sunday. Okay, so, cool. 
Uh, right, we're safe tonight. You're then. safe tonight. You get one show, but on you're, you, may, you may be out of luck for the little big town show. <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> that would stink. So if, that would for stink. our listeners, uh, some of the major acts coming here is a little big town, obviously here in a couple of weeks, and the Little River Band is going to be here yeah. in August. So that's huge, right there. That, you know, people obviously Little Big Town. I think officially Charles Dan told me sold out in 32 minutes. Well, what was funny? We were driving down here, and I see it. Hey, they're going to be there. I think you guys are the ones that posted it. Yeah. And then the next thing I say, see, as we're still driving, sold out. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was quick. Yeah. It was quick. And uh, what's funny is the employees here, we don't know when they're going to go on sale. They have, it's it's a lockdown secret right. when things are going on sale. And they might send a text say, hey, it's going to happen. But we're like the that people on the outside. We're, we're just waiting. Uh we are not at liberty to, to say who's coming. Uh, we're under like strict contracts and stuff, but uh, this is just a touch of what's coming uh, in the it's future. It's pretty awesome. So the Little River Band's coming in August. So the last concert my wife and I got to see before the COVID lockdown was the Little River Band. So oh, cool. We're, we're big fans. And unfortunately, that's happening like a week after we get back from spending a week in the florida keys and uh, we're going to be spent so we're not going to make it down for yeah, you got a tough Physically life Alan, and I, I can man. tell he's got a tough life man nothing like key west just stay there we, we actually we all are the whole group's going yeah, yeah. man we're y'all are rock stars that's all i have you guys want to come down hey, and be on the podcast no, no listen <laughs> yeah. no i would like to join your all's podcast <laughs> is there any way i can join your all's podcast uh, are y'all going during fantasy fest or something no. so oh, good lord <laughs> so somebody knows about fantasy <laughs> fest so I lived in the Keys for six years. So in 2000, and I got to get my years right here, I think 2007, uh, the float that I co-sponsored and I played music on won the Captain Morgan's Award at Fantasy nice. Fest. Nice. Was you in paint? Uh, no, I was Good. not in paint. Good, because I don't no. want to see those no, pictures. No, I was not in paint. Wow. No, listen, I've got a fantasy story. Oh, God. Oh, easy. No, <laughs> no this I, is a family show. Yeah, <laughs> so, so look, I... I have no idea, or I do now. I had no idea what this Fantasy Week stuff was. So I'm at a banking conference down in Fort Lauderdale. And so a banker uh, buddy of mine were like, we're going to go down to, on, on, the, on the weekend after the conference, we're going to go down to Key West with our wives. So we, so we go down there. I, the only recollection I had of Key West was uh, in October of 1997, my wife and I uh, were, went on a cruise, and we, had a, we, had, a, port, we yeah. had a stop in Key West. It was nice. It was peaceful. It was lovely. So I thought that's the way it's going to be this time. <laughs> we get down there, and there's dudes walking around in thongs. Yes. <laughs> there's, like, we go in this one place, and this lady is completely... She didn't have no clothes on, J-Bo. <laughs> She's painting. She's painting. Yeah, and, and they, were, they, were, they were painting as we... I'm ashamed to say, watched. <laughs> you're, were you on the third floor? A place called Garden of Eden? It was oh, what? It, Top floors no, are the best floors. Yeah. No, listen, this lady was right in the doorway as yeah. soon as you walked in there. You didn't see a red haired guy with a red Speedo on, did you? <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> there were people all ages. Like this one dude had to be 89 walking around. With with his leather thong. There's nothing wrong with 89 year olds, by no. the way. I just don't want to get them yelled yeah, at. We don't again. get emails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that. that yeah, I'm, golly. Just J-Bug. didn't expect to see one in the thong. I right. did not expect to see it. 
And then people say, you guys are going to Key West? You know that's fantasy. What's fantasy week? <laughs> that's a, yeah, so I fantasy had, fest, it's I a had, week of no, Halloween. I had no yes. idea. And it is crazy. It is nuts. It is absolutely nuts. But my, I have family members and uncle. I want to call him out. So uh, his name's Kenny Bowman. He's my favorite uncle ever. He swears that he will never miss a fantasy fest the rest of his life. He loves it there. <laughs> there are people, there are normal people. So here's my st- normal person story. So a guy I work with uh, owns big big company. Uh-huh. He went down there, and he's actually got a house about 30 miles north of Key West. So he's down there all, all the time. So he goes into town uh, during Fantasy Fest with some buddies just to grab a couple of drinks. A guy walks up to the bar on the other side, doesn't see him. Uh, and he's got hardly any clothes on. He's got piercings in pretty strange places. <laughs> <laughs> and my buddy realizes this dude works for him. Oh, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, so he, he said he never said a word. He made his tab left. Oh, my gosh. And headed dude. out of town. That oh. would be terrible. It's terrible. I guess, uh, you know. It hurts. They each their own. Each their own. But, you know, life would be much better if they were just drinking bourbon. To just yeah, just find you a, a cabin and drink bourbon and, and stay go. away from the body paint, Jim. <laughs> Keep your thongs. I was yourself. yeah, it was it was a shocker for a little old Christian boy that does a Sunday Sunday morning show. <laughs> 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 just think about it. You worry about yourself. Think about the painter that was painting the eighty nine year old stuff. I mean that's that's a lot of sag there, dude. I wasn't watching them. I, I wasn't I'm not sure wa- they got the right coverage there <laughs> for gallon. No paint. I wasn't watching a 89 year old get painted. Oh, she was check. about 21, probably. Oh, so no wonder you stuck around. That's <laughs> good stuff. Ah, uh, goodness, goodness gracious. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I will never. I don't, I don't have it in me to be painted and to walk through town. You are getting a tattoo, though. I am getting a tattoo. Are you? Do you so have what, a tattoo? Uh, not yet, but. These guys don't know it, but I'm probably getting one in Key, Key West. Nice. Yeah. No, Dude, ta- that's no awesome. tattoos here. You're not doing it? No. Yeah. What probably about you? Die. I'll probably die without a tattoo. Yeah. I haven't found yeah. anything yet. I mean, nothing against it. My son's got, I don't know, five, six. My daughter's got a few. I just haven't found that thing yet that I go, that's it. I'm, I'll try to find the one I'm getting. I'm, getting a, I'm just getting a, a big old condenser mic put on my shoulder. Yeah. And, so I don't, uh, I mean, okay. no, it's uh, not that I have a problem with people with getting tattoos but there's tasteful ones and there's other oh, yes, ones that's like, Dude, I, I'm right you, there with you you, re- you really want to die with that on you yeah. <laughs> really yeah. I mean my, my son and daughters all have meanings they have my their grandparents have passed away so there's stuff with that True. my son has one on his arm that's really cool it's with fire water is affinity and you know all this so it has a meaning to it and it looks really cool and, but. and probably one of the coolest ones I saw was a guy had on his forearm a tattoo from a distance looked like a brown butterfly but it was actually the footprints of his son. Oh, that is cool. That was pretty cool. Now that, you know, that, that one I get. It makes yeah, sense. And, and if I've talked about doing one too, and if I did it, it would be about the kids and about, you know, my faith and that type of thing. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just not, Jeremy's just yeah. like a radio, you know, yeah. I just want to, I want <laughs> I just, a microphone on my, I just want to look tough around my tattooed friends, you know, just, <laughs> So you're getting a microphone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Look, look, dude. Maybe put some blood hanging off of it or something. That is so know. not put cool when you're walking. Put some barbed wire on it. That's not going to impress anybody at Fantasy Fest. No, 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 not at all. We'll have to paint over that. <laughs> that is not, <laughs> not going to impress anybody. Oh, goodness. So what do you guys do on the side uh, from, uh, you know, podcasting? I know you're into everything. Yeah, I'm in a little bit of everything. So... 
kind of like somebody here wanted to start in radio. Coming out of high school, I went to school for radio and TV. That's what college. I like. I went there for semester. One semester. I came out, and this was. I'm a little bit older than you guys, so I came out in like '85. And worked a summer job. You're not too much dang older. Let yeah. me just tell you so, that. <laughs> so working a summer job, making 25 bucks an hour. Now back in 1985, 25 bucks an hour, I was making as much as my dad was. That's good. He was a computer programmer. So I never went back to college for radio and TV. I worked my way up through construction, went through apprenticeship. So I'm a senior project manager now for a construction company. Okay. But I got started in podcasting and then realized how much I like radio. So, as you guys know, I started an internet radio station. Yes. So, um, um, so he kind of jumped ahead a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I did jump ahead. There's more stuff in yeah, between. He took, he took a little interlink. He mentioned Key West and he lived in Key West. And so, not a lot of people know it, but, you know... The, He's he's famous in Key West because he's the most famous country singer. Nice, in Key not, West. not for Fantasy Fest. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, but, so I did live in Key West for about six years. Played music down there. Um, I, I I have a maple syrup farm. Do maple syrup in the I spring. I saw that. I saw that. Uh, and and do beef jerky, which started as a little hobby, uh, which took off, and now we're made we're a major manufacturer of beef jerky as well. Really. So that just kind of took off this year. So my hopes are in the next couple of years to back away from construction, uh, concentrate on distributing more beef jerky, uh, doing the sales end of that, because that's hard to do when you're working right. you know, 40, 50 hours a week. Well, you need to send us some of that beef jerky. We're big I'm beef going jerky to, and fans. I forgot to bring some. I was oh, going to bring fine. some for you guys. We love beef jerky. So guess what? I even have a flavor called Speakeasy Bourbon. Nice. It's made with Kentucky bourbon. Oh, that's going to be wonderful. It's good. It's, a, it's some really good that. stuff, too. Yeah. So, good stuff. You know, from there, I uh, that's where I'm at now. So, uh, you still, you, do you still play music? Not as much. So here's what kind of COVID kind of knocked me down. I had COVID bad when COVID came through. So I had it in March of 2020. Right when we were ready to start. Yeah, right, so right we were. We're yeah, we actually decided to do the podcast before the big COVID thing came. We were talking about it in what January, right? And then ours. Actually, our first podcast was going to be recorded like March 21st. That's well, boom. boom you know? I was so, in bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then he got, yeah, we actually canceled the first podcast before he got before sick. Before I got sick. But that next week, he, he got. So you were one of the first ones that got it. Definitely yeah. sick. And yeah. we were all together the weekend prior before he got sick. Oh, no. We're all together at his Maple Fest and we're, you know, hanging out doing our thing. And, and then the next week we get the phone call and like, yeah, it's not feeling good. And we're all, I, I looked at my wife and I'm like, oh crap, you know. And that's really before, I mean, that was at the very beginning. Yeah, so, so I'm like, eh, it's just, you know, it is what it is. Well, I got progressively worse. And my wife finally says, look, I'm telling you, you got all the symptoms. So back then, the, we lived in Indiana. So the Indiana, Indiana University had a screening you could do online. Uh, and so then I went to a, an emergency testing facility that had just opened um got tested back then it took over two weeks to get the results back but they right away said hey you tested negative for the influenza strains a and b so you don't have the flu and you have all the other symptoms so we're going to prescribe so they prescribed everything to me um didn't do much good i mean i was out for three and a half weeks in bed 
Um, when the, finally the testing came back and said I tested positive for COVID was the first day my fever broke. Oh. Um, so I don't know if you've heard the term long COVID, some people that have had COVID. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at somebody that suffered from that. It's I'm still not 100% of what I was wow. before. So he was probably as sick as anybody I know that didn't go to the hospital. Really? And yeah. he was on yeah. the verge of going to the we hospital. We were going to the next day. We were trying to do it all from home. Uh, fortunately, we got good friends that work in the medical field and work at pharmacists, so they got everything to us. So he had a blood ox meter on, yeah, it, so they, they could watch, so they the could monitor. Time. So you were just a heartbeat away from a ventilator. Yeah, yeah. And so what I'd heard, I mean, I was going in and out. I don't remember a whole lot, but I remember everybody I heard that was going in the hospital for some reason. Our little area in the middle of Indiana, or in the corner of Indiana, was a hot spot. Yeah. Seven people died, like within. Wow. Yeah. So our, it was our, crazy. Our, our county, and we're we're adjacent to Cincinnati. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, our little county has twenty five population of twenty five thousand people. Well, we we had six deaths in our county before Hamilton County, where Cincinnati is, had their first one. Wow. So it was it was, and then he was sick. My brother in law passed away. He was one of those six. Oh, oh my wow. gosh! I'm uh, sorry. And it, so, it hit hard and so fast. it hit hard right. and fast, and so. We, we were living it. I mean, we were living yeah. it, uh, no doubt. And and then, you know, it was uh, – so we, we had planned the podcast, starting the podcast before that on, on kind of a drunken stupor in a bar <laughs> drinking bourbon. But, uh, True story. Uh, it would be a good thing to do. Let's all get so, around mics and talk. So, <laughs> Ruben, who is not here, was he, the instigator. He actually, yeah, come on, he, Ruben. He was the instigator. There you go, but, Ruben uh, again. Yeah, so – obviously our, our start of our podcast was delayed and, and then, you know, if, if you want, if you go back and listen to our first podcast, other than our intro podcast, that's what we talked about was the whole COVID event. Alan was just, just had just recovered to the extent that he was functional enough to actually be moving around. And, uh, that was our first, that was our first podcast. And, uh, and probably still to this day, is that it's still our most listened to podcast? Yeah, it's still our number one podcast. Uh, so it's pretty heart, heartfelt. We had a lot going on at that time for us. But but then, you know, since then, the podcast for us, kind of like you guys, it's taken us places we never imagined. Right. You know, I mean, to be honest with you, sitting right here right now with right. you guys. It, oh, that's it, awesome. Too. So, you know, we've interviewed people like you guys have. We never imagined we would right. we would have conversations right. so with neat. So, so this started with you asked me if I still play music. So, yeah. uh, finally, I guess in six months after COVID, I, I did a I did one outside gig with the band, and it it just about killed me. I mean, I just I don't have the energy I had. So then it ends up I have a heart issue that may or may not be attached to COVID, and I have uh, all of a sudden I need a CPAP machine. Oh, well, the CPAP machine. Makes me go hoarse. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I haven't been on it. I didn't bring it down, so I've been off it for three days. And usually we record on Fridays, so usually Thursdays I stay off of it. So that's kind of cut my singing down. Plus, I've been concentrating on the podcast mm-hmm. right now, and you know the, the radio station, business. beef jerky, so <laughs> syrup, sing syrup. Singing's kind of been pushed in the background a little bit. Uh, do I miss playing? I do. Uh, but I have so many other things right now that's just not in the forefront. So, uh, so so a lot of uh, what are you a guitarist? Guitar, uh, guitar and sing, and, and used to play piano a little bit too. And cool. See, that was the other dream I had was uh, the DJ. The other one was to be a like like a musician, you know. And I would I would 
Mama told me I was really good. Gotcha. <laughs> <I didn't. laughs> Sounded awesome, didn't you? I didn't, yeah. have, I didn't have plans after 30, so i am just been lost ever, after 30 years old. So I, I'm just kind of winging it. You know, guys, no uh, Lone, Lone Star will, uh, the lead singer, Richie McDonald from Lone Star, will be here at Dank Crossing next Friday night. And the song Mr. Mom is... That, that is J-Bo in a nutshell. Yeah, everything I do is on weekends. My, my week starts on Friday nights. Always has with DJing and stuff. So during the week, I got to navigate kids to here to there and everything. So he calls me Mr. Mom mm-hmm. for that. So, so speaking of good stuff, speaking of Lone Star, when I was playing music in my younger years, I was a part of a group called The Hollow. We actually opened up for Lone Star. Really? It's pretty cool. cool. Yep. Good stuff, man. Yep. See, he's famous. That's why we just hang around him. Just <laughs> to take, we take the fall off. No. I'm, I'm, so, so what about this guy here? What, what about you? Well, me, I'm, I, I grew up I'm a mechanic. I own a garage and uh, ATV business, so that's what my day job is, and that keeps me busy. Um, right now, our passion and my wife, we, we raise animals. We've See, got, he forgot to say he used to be a NASCAR truck driver. Well, what? we did. We, well, yeah. I was getting into that. During the, in there, we raced. I raced ARCA trucks for seven years, which was kind of the prelude to NASCAR, and then we made our attempt at the NASCAR Camping World trucks, so I drove in the truck series. Um, and that was my one of my dreams when I was young. And, and I always told my kids, you know, and, and, and they grew up, watching me chase chasing my dreams and i've always told them you know chase your dreams yeah. shoot and shoot high you know if you shoot low you could you'll end up disappointed right. you know, shoot high and just keep going and don't ever stop and that was one of my dreams i always wanted to be in nascar i made my race i can i can google my name and it's, it's cool. there and it, you know we didn't we didn't win nothing we weren't famous but i was a nobody we there who put a track together i grabbed a bunch of my buddies it was during during the 08 financial crisis all my buddies were out of work I said, hey, guys, I'll forge you beer. I'll feed you. I'll put you in a room, but I need a pit crew. And they're like, we're in. Let's go. So, you know, I trained them to do what they needed to do. And, and we had a crew together and we, we traveled a couple races and we made a few. And, you know, we had a blast doing it. Um, now I'm getting a little older and we're calming down. I, we, Jeff and myself, we both have honeybees now. So that's kind of my passion now oh, is, cool. is doing bees. And we raise cattle. We raise grass-finished beef. So that's my passion is just to kind of – that's my relaxation. I know my wife yells at me because I got too many now, but for me, that's my get away from what I do every day right. and, and enjoy it. So I like doing that. And uh, that's cool. So that it, it keeps us busy. And my goal is to retire here in a couple of years too and slow down. I don't want to work till I'm, I can't do nothing else. I want right. to do things like this, travel. Oh, and, oh, Jimmy has some cows. I do. I have uh five steers i'm happy to say yeah he he calls me uh saying bad words about them quite a bit they broke my water trough or whatever i don't know man it's no it's a floating valve <laughs> i don't know that they they did something to the floating valve that maybe had a flood i, I don't want that made my water bill go up i don't want to talk bad about cows because there's a lot of cow lovers out there i, I get that <laughs> then and, we'll get emails and, and, the, and the steaks sure do taste good they taste great i mean that's what he's he's got steers he's going uh, for steaks well, well i was gonna say one thing about having five steers is you don't have to worry about having six that's so true. Absolutely. That is so one of the things that I'm sitting here as I'm listening to these guys, and we've already heard from Alan and we've heard from Dwayne, but 
I don't feel like we're as smart as these guys. No, man, they're way cooler. Which is a common are. theme. Which is a common theme for our show. Yeah. Look, I mean, guys, look, we're never the smartest guy in the in never. the room. It's all smoke and mirrors on the side, man. <laughs> smoke and mirrors. So we, I, I I don't know. I feel like Jeff is going to be some. Well, he's going to well, no, like, He's like, an astrophysicist. Yeah, yeah, he does yeah. This yeah. On the side. I mean, because we go from Alan and it gets yeah. you know it gets a little better with Dwayne and now it's yeah. like Jeff's going to tell us. No, I, I figure I'm going to make you guys feel a lot better about yourselves. <laughs> So yeah, I'm the guy that never never knew what he wanted to be. And, that's me. And, you know, and just as life comes along and you make decisions about what to do, right? So uh, at this point, and, and uh, somehow or another, I fell, uh, I, I got an associate's degree in, in electromechanical engineering and fell into the maintenance world in manufacturing. And I'm a facility manager now, you know, so taking care of buildings and equipment and that kind cool. of stuff. And... Um, I'm probably there's no doubt of the, of the group of our podcast group. I'm the least talented and least interesting. But uh, he's the word. Though. Yeah, he's the word. So well, what people, you don't people, what you don't know is he's quite, you've seen him over here. He sits here quietly, and you got I. He's always at the corner of my eye. Usually he's in your spot, so I get to see him more. <laughs> and you kind of see it. You see the thoughts building. And when the he when he starts, yeah, the oh, wheel, yes. and when he leans up, we all just sit back. Just sit back, sit back. Because yeah. the word is going to speak. From what I've noticed, he is the heart of the group, though. He is the 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 caretaker of the group. Well, I would say no, Alan, Alan, the producer. <laughs> That's his nickname. <laughs> he's the, right. the producer. <laughs> so he's the guy that makes it all happen. Right. There's no. There's absolutely no doubt about it. We're roadies. I mean. <laughs> When when everybody needs reeled back in, that's when I that's me. Gotcha, gotcha. When, when we get talking a conspiracy theory, and we get way out there, or sometimes we get off on the political track, which we try sure. not to yes. do. Try, yeah. You know, Jeff will be like, eh, "The word, it's time to pull you guys yeah, back." Yeah. The word leans in, and yeah. then it you, we cut back into into the reality. Yeah. So I like no, that. So, but so for me, I mean, again, uh, least talented, least interesting. The, the most important thing I've done in my life is raise my family, my two children. That's the best you know, thing. Both, both, of, them, both, of, right. both of them right now are engaged, engaged to be married. One of them's actually set a date. So, wow. So uh, we're looking forward to that coming up here in October. That's kind of poor planning, though, right? I mean, doing that to poor old dad two at once. <laughs> well, boy and a girl though. So it's, okay, so, gotcha. Okay, that helps. So, so only my daughter, my daughter and her fiance. Say are the ones that, who have set a date in okay. October. We are traveling to Oregon to do that. Oh, Why? None of wow. us live there, including my daughter and her fiance. But that's that's where we're Dwayne going. And I, Dwayne and I. What are you guys doing? Now? Maybe we'll get together. Road trip. Let's get us a camera. I've never been to Oregon. We've yeah, got some recording equipment. <laughs> my, my of the group of the entire eighteen people that are going to Oregon, I think my daughter is the only one that's been there. But hey, it's wow. her wedding. Hey, let's go. Yeah. You know, and then, and then my son, my son and his uh, fiance live in Salt Lake City, Utah. And uh, they have been together for eight years. It took them that long to get engaged. So I figure I got some time probably to, <laughs> before I have to worry about I think that. You're wedding, good. Right? I think you're good. So, but that's, uh, you know, um, that's it. I'm sitting here thinking about these guys and mentioning going to Oregon. It's, I feel like if we went to Oregon with these guys, jail time. It, and you throw in uh, Ruben in the mix. <laughs> Good old Ruby. Uh, I, I feel like it would be like a hangover type of movie oh, experience. I can, see, I can like see you that. had the Mike Tyson tat on your face. Oh, what, what's the other one with the bike ride, the motorcycle? Oh, uh, uh, crazy. Uh, or that was Wild Hogs. Wild Hogs. Wild Hogs. <laughs> 
That's yeah. more our speed than that, that, Hangover. Once. That was absolutely a classic movie. <laughs> we're, we're too yeah. old for Wild Hangover. I don't. I don't. Do, I, I, I would have to have the little side card. I don't do we're well too, on two wheels. We're, we're well too old for what we're it, doing right yeah. now. Exactly. <laughs> it would be me and J Bo in my little side card. Oh, yeah, I'd be holding on. <laughs> I'd hold on for oh, your life. Oh goodness. Well, boys, man, we have to go to I the know. stage. I know. You got and, stuff. Uh, you got to work. Start to uh, get things ready. We get, you got to go back there and stretch out and get the nerves yeah, worked I, out. Get actually, the vocal our, our, cords worked out. Yeah, yeah, our boss called, so <laughs> yeah. he's probably wondering where in the crappy the boys shower. are. He's, like, he's out of the shower. Why the heck are they interviewing you when uh, you're so? We're going to try to get them here to come see you guys. Hey, we'll, be, be, here. we'll yeah. be here. Great. We'll be here. And the bourbon is flowing, so get them over here. Yeah, and they'll we'll, be tickle pink to see you drinking monks road so sounds like a plan so we're hopefully just taking a short break and maybe come back with some yeah new folks so good stuff for cross the line 1524 i'm alan stanger with Dwayne bischoff jeff montag <laughs> and for two shots in the barrel i'm jimbo i'm jaybo and we'll see you soon see thanks you guys, guys. Oh, i tell you what an awesome awesome time we had with the guys from two shots in the barrel jimbo and jaybo and that was just the beginning of the evening. Uh, next week, our next podcast, you're going to get to hear from Wally and Charles Dant, uh, the owners of Dant Crossing. Uh, and it's just a phenomenal interview. And then we get to talk to some of the folks who lived in the homestead at Dant Crossing back in the day. Just a fun time. So for Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, I'm Alan Stanger. We'll see you next time. Out the door.